Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, on the monorail, I cannot believe Mark Davis has created so many different attractions around the park. It's crazy how much of an influence he has. Alex, what is your favorite attraction? Alex? He's sleeping. Get the ropes. Welcome to episode 163 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Today we will be giving the his on Mark Davis. Right now we are recording live for our Groove Troop members. If you want to watch us live, all you got to do is go to our website and sign up for our, our Goof Troop. Just go to dizhis.com. On the very top, you can find a link as well as seeing our faces every week which i know you guys are just really excited about you'll be entered into our lovely giveaways where we will give away signed comics wax melts disney merch Diz his merch and a bunch of other cool stuff um and only that you get access to our goof troop chat which is our discord chat which is a lot of fun so uh you know if you want to join our patreon all you gotta do our lowest tiers like two bucks a month go ahead and check it out at dizhis.com and if you want to share a memory or share any information for the Diz His crew, you can call us at 707-842-0345. Hold on. Let me get you, let me let, let you get a pen, get a piece of paper, and you can write this down. 707. They can just rewind. They can just rewind it. No, no. I'll just, I'll just say it again really fast for them. Okay. 707. Hold on. What? Rewind? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mean, there's like a little there's, you like, mean, there's a rewind you hit button that, you can, hit you can, that 15 you, second back yeah, button three times yeah exactly 707-842-0345 or if you know newer technology you can email us at dizhishistory at gmail.com and you can send us any information you want if you just want to email us and tell us what you had for lunch i don't care just email us, please. Alex would probably like that. Actually, I'd be I fine think he would with like that. that a lot. I would. Yeah, I would you... love if I would love if like hundred people emailed me what they eat for lunch. That'd be so, so what awesome. happens though if they emailed you and they were like trying to tell you what to eat for lunch? Would you do it? Um, I had to be something I like. Even if you didn't like it, let's say, um, let's name a sandwich no. you don't like. Uh, BLT. So what happens if they're like, okay, hey, Alex. Eat a BLT sandwich, and then you take a picture of you eating a BLT sandwich. Would you do it? I mean, come on, you can take a hit for a BLT if, sandwich. If I eat the BLT and they join Patreon afterwards. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you guys want to, um, Alex, eat a BLT sandwich, join our Patreon. <laughs> I feel like it's not that bad. I mean, I just don't. You know? I don't like tomatoes. That's it. That's it. You know, I didn't like tomatoes until I ate the Roma tomatoes on the Disney cruise ship, and then I really started. I started to like tomatoes a little bit more. They got your magic point, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I did. So uh, before we get started on this history of Mark Davis, how, how are you guys doing? You guys doing okay? How's your week going? Alex? Oh, my week's going pretty good. Yeah. How about you, Jen? I feel like I just um, talked to you guys. You know, it's always crazy. Yeah, I know. Well, I hope everyone that's listening, hope you guys are all having a good week. And let's get to the history of Mark Davis. So Alex, you know, I don't, I just know Mark Davis is like a legend, you know, a legend, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You did the history on Mark Davis. Yes. Jen probably knows a little bit about Mark Davis. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know too much about Mark Davis. So I'm oh. really interested to kind of learn a little bit about him. Yeah. Right? I know we've, we've mentioned him a bunch of times in our history segments, but I'm really looking forward to kind of digging a little deeper, finding out a little bit more about Mark Davis. Alex, before we get started, uh, what's one thing that really sticks out that um, that was really cool about Mark Davis when you were doing the history? Um, one of the coolest things about Mark Davis is he had two careers for Disney. Both, I think, if he did both those careers as individual people, he would still be a legend for both of what he did. So he did. He had his beginning of his career. He had end of his backside of his career. Both doing different things. And if he just did one, the first half of his career, he would be a legend. If he just did the second half of his career. He'd still be a legend. Okay, that's that's pretty cool. Um, Jen, what do you know about Mark Davis? I mean, the name is one that is definitely tossed around a lot when you're talking about classic Disney and things like that. Um, having been out to the studios in LA, I feel like I saw so there's the Legends Plaza that's out there, and everybody who is a Disney legend has a plaque. And I feel like if I went way back into the recesses that you know, it was significant enough. I have a picture of it, but I wouldn't even know where to to find it. So, um, 
definitely don't know specifics about him. You're going to say things and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, I feel like that's going to be with me, too. Like, I feel like we're going to be mentioning things in the history. And then I'm like, oh, I remember that during like whatever ride that we did the history on or attraction that we did the history on or whatever. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, exactly. You're going to you're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like from Bill and Ted. Exactly. <laughs> Let's get to the his on Mark Davis. Mark Davis was an artist, animator, character designer, and ride designer. He started working with Walt Disney in the 30s and became Walt's ace in the hole. Mark Davis was one of the nine old men and helped create many Disney animated classics. He then helped Walt develop his dream, the Disney Park. One of the nine old men. You know about them, right? I do know about them. Um, I'm trying to think who else is one. Isn't um, Xavier Atencio, isn't he one? I'm going to look up the list right now. I feel like this is a movie just waiting to happen. What the nine old men? Yeah, like a like a like a a crew who's going after Hitler. <laughs> no, like and I, I feel like this would be a really good movie to see how Disney was. That's the whole story of Disney. And yeah, nine old men, right? I think I think that would be a cool, uh, not on Disney's point of view, but the nine old men point of view. I think that would be a cool idea for Disney. Um, what what you said, Intensio? No, he is not on the list of the really? nine. Who's on the list? So we have Mark Davis. Okay. We have Milt Call. Sorry if I say his name terribly. Frank Thomas, Eric Larson, and Ollie Johnston. We Ollie also Johnston, have, I've heard of before. Okay. We also have Wooly Ritherman, Les Clark, Ward Kimball, and John Ward- Lounsbury. I feel like this is more than nine. Uh, let's see. I one, two, three, have heard one, of two, four, Ward Kimball. Nope that was, that was that was nine people. Okay. They just have. I've heard of Ward names. Kimball. You've heard of that. I don't know specifically why. Yeah. Yeah. So these guys, we're going to hear about them as we do more history in the future, as we, we reach back and do older things that of Disney. But they were uh, the backbone of Disney at some point, at one point. Mark Davis was born in 1913 in Bakersfield, California, and moved around a lot growing up. He attended 20 different schools across the country, and after high school, enrolled in the Kansas City Art Institute. He loved drawing, and particularly loved drawing animals at the zoo. When Mark moved to San Francisco to continue his learning at the California School of Fine Arts, he would spend hours at the zoo drawing the animals. He tried to capture the inner beauty inside of his realistic drawings. He eventually moved to Los Angeles to attend Otis Art Institute. He then got a job for Disney as an apprentice animator. His first job was working on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mark moved on to story sketching and character design for Bambi. He utilized his years of drawing animals to help bring the animals, specifically Bambi, Thumper, and Flower, to life in the animation. Davis continued working on Now Disney Classics. He helped in animation as well as character design, specifically the female leads. Davis was teamed up with Milt Kahl to work on human characters for the up-and-coming animation films. In Mark's own words, he said that Milt got stuck with the princes and I got stuck with the girls. But Mark Davis committed to creating full characters with artistic excellence. He put personalities into every design, making the animation come to life. Mark believed that the voice of the character was very important, so Davis would sometimes spend time with the voice actors, even using them for references. He designed Alice for Alice in Wonderland, Maleficent and Aurora for Sleeping Beauty, Tinkerbell for Peter Pan, and Cruella de Vil for 101 Dalmatians. Cruella was one of the only characters that were controlled by only one person, and Davis was greatly inspired by the voice actress Betty Lou Gerson. Mark incorporated Betty's high cheekbones into the design, He even worked with her for hours to find the perfect laugh for the character. As classic after classic was being produced by Walt Disney Productions, Walt started to rely heavily on a core group of workers that he labeled the Nine Old Men. All of these nine men were animators on Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, and greatly helped Disney thrust into the forefront of animation films. Mark Davis is one of these nine old men and worked closely with Walt over the years, being deemed as Walt's Renaissance Man. So, um, do you think that... The seven dwarfs were kind of after the nine old men. <laughs> I, it was. I don't think so. 
Maybe they should have called that. Maybe that would probably have been a little bit better to call like you know Snow White and, and the Nine Old Men instead of using the the term. That that's... that doesn't sound like. I think a lot of people maybe would go for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> what reasons? That just sounds like the start like... of a bad movie. <laughs> It was it could have been like a horror movie. It sounds like a very different type of movie. Um, but, you know, I think it's kind of cool that I feel like a lot of, you know, we had Timmy Britt on and he talked about his love for art, like since, mm-hmm. like from like a young age, yeah. you know. And then I think when he was on, I know that he told me when we were talking, I'm not sure if it was like off, you know, um, the show. But that's the reason why he kind of likes to go around to schools and he likes to kind of teach kids is because a lot of these artists, you know, especially like you can see right here in this part of the history that they get their love for drawing at such a young age, you know. Um, so I think it's important for us to kind of, you know, um, be pod- like when when kids, I mean, everyone loves art, right? Everyone loves movies. Everyone loves cartoons. Uh, I think it's good that we kind of, you know, when we see kids, you know, doing something they love, like drawing, that we kind of get we, we encourage them to stick with it. Right. Yeah, of course. Because it could be the next Mark Davis. Who knows? Or Timmy Britt. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's so – It's. I mean, if you go back and watch Bambi, the art is so well done for the animals. And the fact that he was a he was such a fan of animals and loved to draw him at the zoo. It almost like that movie was made for him. And I know that was like some cutting-edge art, art when it came out. I know that for a fact. I think that you – know, I think it's kind of cool that he – was big into having the voice, like the voices that go along with the characters. Yeah, I think it's cool that he kind of saw that as important. Cause I think that's kind of important too. Yeah, of course. Do you do you guys ever notice? Like, I feel like, especially if you know who the actor is that is voicing the character, it's almost like you see some of those characteristics of that actor in the character. Yeah, sometimes. Overall, sometimes, yeah. I'm, oh, I was no doubt about it. I'm trying to think of an example of that that I saw recently, and I was like, wow, that's really obvious that that character is totally modeled after the actor. And I can't think of any off the top of my head, but you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I sometimes they do it on purpose, too. Yeah, of course. But it's kind of cool that it started with, him. you know, it's, it sounds like it started with him. Well, yeah. I mean, he uh, he made a point to interact with the voice actors, which a lot of animators didn't do at the time because... They were just a different part of the whole process. I think it's pretty fascinating that he was one of the guys who came up with so many leading ladies in all these films. Alice and Alice in Wonderland, Aurora, Maleficent. I mean, these are Tinkerbell. These are like Cruella de Vil. I mean, it's insane. And that's just the one, the, the, the major ones. He came up with a lot other others as well. But those are like the main ones. And it's just so crazy that he has hands in all those animations and designing all those people. Definitely justifies the Disney legend status for sure. Exactly. But wait till you hear about his second half of his career. Mark Davis was great at storytelling, character design, and used a visual approach to his creative process. These reasons are why Walt Disney brought Mark Davis over from animation to help design Disney parks. Mark Davis joined a team that would later be named Imagineers. Mark was called upon to help retheme the Jungle Cruise. He created the elephant pool scene and the trout safari sequence. Davis helped design the Enchanted Tiki Room, which is full of two things Mark loved, singing birds and tropical culture. He contributed to three of Disney's 1964 World's Fair attractions, It's a Small World, The Carousel of Progress, and The Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Mark was amazing at character design, and this came through specifically when he helped with the designs for Pirates of the Caribbean. Davis followed up his amazing work in Pirates with an equal fan favorite, The Haunted Mansion. Mark came into the design of the Haunted Mansion after it had been in the works for a few years. Walt paired Mark with Claude Coates to try to make a finished product. Claude Coates wanted a scary attraction while Mark wanted to make it more whimsical and fun. They split the difference, making it part scary and part fun. After Davis was done with Haunted Mansion, he turned his attention towards Walt Disney World. He was given the assignment of taking a singing bear concept that was designed for a Walt Disney ski resort that was never built and make it fit a western-style land. He ended up with the widely popular Country Bear Jamboree animatronic show. While the rest of the park was being planned, Mark designed an attraction called the Western River Expedition, a massive boat ride that would feature animatronic cowboys, animals, and Native Americans. Western River Expedition was planned to be part of Thunder Mesa, which would include a mountain range with a mine train roller coaster. Due to the budget issues, Thunder Mesa was moved to Phase 2, 
but as the park opened, guests were complaining that they had no Pirates of the Caribbean. So the budget for Western River Expedition Boat Ride was replaced with Pirates of the Caribbean. Thunder Mesa was still part of the future plans, just without Western River Expedition. Ah, yes. So now it's starting to ring a bell. I feel like there's a show, one of those Disney um, Disney Plus shows yes. that focuses on him. Maybe focuses on him or they were telling a story about, I know there was an episode where they definitely talked about Jungle Cruise and they just, they talked about how he came in and fixed Jungle Cruise to make yes. it more comical. And then later they added the, the um, dialogue from the skippers. So he's, he was uh Walt's fixer basically is what that was. He was, he was his ace in the hole, his main man, his, uh, Ride or die. So <laughs> he's like family from Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah. They're all about uh, family. <laughs> um, so new Ryan is in chat and he's saying that Dunder Mesa would be a good, um, um, a good episode for us to do the history on. I think that'd mm -hmm. be a lot of fun too. I like, I kind of like yeah. all that old, you know, the stuff like Mark Davis. I think this is what a lot of people want to hear about, to tell you the truth, is when you are listening to a Disney history show, you know, you, want, you kind of want to go back to kind of, you know, hear about how it all started. And this yeah. is how it all started, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Now, for the record, if we do an episode on that, it's Mesa, not Mesa. <laughs> I, are you sure? 100%. Mesa? Like, um, Mesa. Like um, Mesa. The, the soccer player? Not Messi. Oh, sorry. My bad. Mesa. Mesa. Is it kind of like you say tomato, I say tomato? No. Okay. No one says tomato. 100% Mesa. No. no one says tomato. Some people do. No. No, they don't. <laughs> I bet you they have do, you man. Ever, have you ever run across a single person that says, can you please put some extra tomatoes in my, I don't know. Salsa? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I have. Actually. No, you I have, have huh? Get out of here. Yeah. You're lying. <laughs> Like I actually salsa I, with extra tomatoes. I saw it on uh, TV. Does that count? No, because it's an actor doing an accent, and they're trying to pretend to be someone else, but they're pretending someone who doesn't know how to speak English. I guess. Is that like somebody uh, saying potato? Yeah, potato, potato. potato. Hey, potato. so uh, let's talk about Tiki Room real quickly. Alex, you still haven't been on Tiki Room? No. When would I go on Tiki Room? People are saying in chat it's very underrated attraction. I feel like I it is it. very underrated. I believe it. I I want to go is. on Tiki Room. I just never had the chance to, you know, have it's totally the time your vibe. To do it. It's you my know, vibe. Pick up your feet. Yes. Oh yeah. Get Air out conditioning. Of yeah. I think if you. I think that this could be. Right. You know how like I have experienced roller coasters later on in life. Yes. Right. I'm kind of like liking it. I feel like this is gonna be. This is good for Alex. Because he hasn't been on this attraction, he hasn't been to the Tiki Room. I feel like when he goes to the Tiki Room, this might be his new favorite attraction. <laughs> I don't I think, like it. I think definitely it for the AC and all that. And the kids are at a good age where you know they would be enthralled by everything that's going on in there. Yeah, yeah, I could get a little quick nap in. Exactly. I Possibly feel like you're... not like a Hall of Presidents nap though. Oh or man, that's a, the best type of nap. Or a an, an American Adventure nap. Those two are aren't the, the same thing. Oh, no. Hall of, okay. No, I see Hall of Presidents. I was thinking the American Adventure. Now, the American Adventure nap that's prime nappage mm -hmm. 100% because you're tired, you know, it's right You've in the middle. You drank halfway around the world, you did, and it's like prime nappage American Adventure nap. No nap isn't like the American Adventure. 100% really? was right in chat. 100%. Man. I would think Spaceship Earth is a great nap. No, because you're moving. That's you can't sleep in a car, yeah. No, but guess what? When you're sitting there, you're moving, and then all of a sudden you smell like you're napping, and then you smell the smoke. You can't smell when you're Rome. asleep. So, you, you science can. says you can't you think, smell when you're asleep. And then you wait. smell like your house is burning down. You wake up okay. like, what's going on? Oh, it's Rome. It's okay. Hold on. You 100% <laughs> have never had a smell wake you up? No. My husband. My I... husband. Okay. He, he is up, and he is making breakfast Poor... at like 4 o'clock in the morning. And if he's cooking something... That is pungent enough. That smell wakes me up. Really? I had my brother almost hog Tommy once. That's how heavy of a sleeper I am. <laughs> what? <laughs> we got our monorail second right here. <laughs> hog tie you? Yes. Like how far did he get? Three legs. Three, two <laughs> legs and an arm. He was working on his last. He was working on my Three last arm. Legs and, an and I woke arm. up. <laughs> oh, I can't, dude. <laughs> I think you need a nap when we go on. We're about to go on vacation. We're recording it kind of early. 
I think we need to get you to take a nap out there by the creek. <laughs> I'm going to throw you in the water. <laughs> just, just make sure I don't He's drown. He's so sleeping. He's just floating in the water like, there's Alex. It was really jarring because he wasn't even supposed to be in the house at the time. He was visiting, and I didn't know he was coming over. <laughs> He's like, oh, there's Alex. It was a hog time. <laughs> yes. That's crazy. I believe it, though. Mark Davis retired in 1978 after 43 years of working for Disney. He would continue to lend his expertise in future developments like Epcot and Tokyo Disneyland. In 1982, Mark was honored with the Windsor McKay Award, and in 1985, he was given the Golden Award for 50 years of service from the motion picture screen cartoonists. In 1989, he was inducted as a Disney legend, and in 1993, he received the Disney Fan Club Legend Award. Mark Davis died on January 12, 2000, in Glendale, California. That same month, California Institute of Arts launched the Mark Frazier Davis Scholarship Fund, which helps gifted youth receive training for a future in the animation industry. See, that's pretty cool. I mean, not him dying thing, but the the scholarship fund. Yes, that is very cool. And like I said, it seems like he could have, I mean, if you just put his animation career, that's like a legend right there. Mm-hmm. And then if you just do his park career, that's another legend. Like, this guy so, was a legend twice, pretty much. So should we petition for a double legend? A special I, I think so. duo legend status? I think his animation career should be Mark Davis, and his park career should be France, Francis. Da- what was his middle name? Uh, what was it? It was um, Frasier. Frasier Davis. <laughs> like, Is this what the TV show, the Frasier TV show was after? Yes, it was. It one hundred percent was not. Uh, but hey, you know, um, so I love when they go ahead. I love the arts, right? I think the arts super important. I love when they go ahead and give like scholarships to arts. I think arts is something that you know not everyone can be, you know, great at math. Not everyone can want to be great at you know reading. And that's the reason why I love like music. I love you know art. Um, and these are things that give us so much joy. Let's think about music and think about art and how much joy it gives us. Let's think about all the cartoons, the anime. What are you looking at me for like that, Alex? <laughs> it's just a weird tangent here going on. <laughs> no, it's not a weird tangent. Me, this is like a there's like a scholarship fund like, for arts. Yeah, yeah. No, that's just great. Think about like when you when you think about Alex, when you think about math, are you uh, like, oh, oh, I'm so excited about math. I can't wait. Like we, it's not like we do math for fun. It's not. Like I go, do. Like, I hey, do Sudoku. No, no, you don't, Alex. I do do Sudoku for fun. <laughs> Alex, I've never seen you do Sudoku. It's on my phone. I do it all, I do it all the time for fun. Why, why would I be around you bored if I'm around you and doing something with you? Whatever. <laughs> Jen, do you do math for fun? Absolutely not. Exactly, right? Uh, so I feel like most of, most of the things that we do is music and yes. art. Yes, you're right. Music and art has a big part of our lives, <laughs> like especially as Disney fans. Exactly. We're big fans of Disney doesn't even have to be and Disney art. Fans. Or music and Disney. art. But I'm just saying, especially as Disney fans. So I think that's great that, that the scholarship is Name that's where one I'm going with this. Great IP that's not either music or art. Exactly. But not for you though. You're like, oh, hey, let's go see the new, you know, Thor movie. Alex's like, oh, I'm gonna play some Sudoku tonight. <laughs> hey man. <laughs> He's gonna do some math. He's do like, you... hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, you know, do some division. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Some long division. Oh my god! The long way. I'm not even using any shortcuts. No, no shortcuts. Alex, Alex is like one I like of those to show people in math class. No Alex, Common Core math. Alex, Alex is like in class, and he's like, uh, you know, the teacher's like, no calculator. She's like, yes. <laughs> quick fire, quick text. Let's go. In 2014, Mark Davis, Walt Disney's Renaissance Man, a hardcover book on Davis's art and career, was published by Disney Editions. It was followed by the 2020 release of Mark Davis, in his own words, Imagineering the Disney Parks, a two-volume hardcover set covering his work at WED. Mark married fellow Imagineer Alice Davis in 1956. She's also an honored Disney legend. In 2014, the Walt Disney Family Museum presented the exhibition Leading Ladies in Femme Fatales, The Art of Mark Davis. Mark Davis designed over 30 characters throughout his animation career. He then helped design 11 attractions at the Disney parks. Mark and his wife have a tribute on Main Street. There are side-by-side windows. The left says Mark Davis and the right says Alice Davis, right next to the Main Street Cinema. Super cool, right? That they're both mad. Like, this is like their thing. Can you imagine being married to someone that like does works at Disney and is a freaking Disney legend also. Yeah, it's right? crazy. Like they are they had to be like 
the it couple when it comes to Disney legends. Like they're both Disney legends. They both have their name in uh, Main Street. Alex, you think we forever. still have a shot? What being Disney legends? Yeah, it's never too late, man. It's never too late. We here at Disney think Mark Davis was the lifeblood of Disney. He had two careers, both Disney legend worthy. First, an animator helping bring to life many Disney classics that helped Disney become a household name, and then an Imagineer helping design many classic attractions that will live on forever. Ever roll out of bed and feel like being a little bad? Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company has you covered with their Villain Wax Melt line. The Sea Hag Melt will have you wanting to use that body language like Ursula with its bouquet of roses, lily, lilacs, and sweet violets with undernotes of musk. If you feel like you're going to have a meltdown like Hades, throw in the Wax Melt Ruler of the Underworld, which will fill your home with smells of lavender, rosemary, lemon verbena, cinnamon, coriander, leather, amber, and hints of smoke. Or, if you just feel like you are just the evilest one of all, get yourself the Mistress of Evil Melt. These Maleficent-inspired melts will release a woodsy scent with its crisp pine needles, white fir, clove, patchouli, oak, and sugar pine. No matter how you're feeling, make sure to visit MagicallyScented.com to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by three cheeky chicks. There are plenty of holiday sales that will allow you to buy any smell that fits your attitude. That's three cheeky chicks at MagicallyScented.com. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site Sorcerer Radio on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. This is this is Review. Review. D-plus is Thor Ragnarok, which is probably one of my favorite Marvel movies. Agreed. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think about it? Jen, what do you think about this movie? Oh, my gosh. It, it's one that I can't even tell you how many times we watch it just because it is by far the funniest. You think it's it, funnier than Guardians? I think oh, it's really funny. It's I just love everything about it. It's just mm-hmm. the witty banter. It's funny. It is. Just as funny, if not funnier than Guardians, it is. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. It's definitely up there. It's probably one. Of, it's one of my favorite. Um, I love the Hulk. The Hulk's in this one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Jeff Goldblum in it. There's so many different aspects <laughs> to this you movie. Can't yeah, think I know, about right? it without just laughing, right? It's true. Like at the end, man. Right when Hulk, like he's like, oh, he's, what do you say at the very end? He just falls down. It doesn't turn into the Hulk. He's like, <laughs> like splats on the ground. It's so funny, right? I'm not even lying with you. I think I might go watch it after this episode. As I'm so funny. This, yeah, it's really good. Alex, what do you think of it? Oh, man, I hate this movie. It's so bad. Get out of here. You're, <laughs> You're no. lying. No, it is. It is. It, it is up there with Guardians um, for sure. And it's it's such a great movie. I'm glad that the next door movie I haven't seen yet. Jen did see Chris is seeing it right now as we record, actually. Um, I like how they continued. I feel like they continue that kind of feel. Is that is that what they did? They continued the feel of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Kind of like that. Type. I mean, it was it wasn't as um, the jokes were a little bit more spread out uh-huh. in this one. Um, and we'll get to that, you know, this whole mo- that whole movie in itself. But, um, you know, yes, very similar. Same same director. Right. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, well, so, uh, but why is it not as funny? That's the kind of that worries me. No, no, no. I mean, it's funny. It's just that there's a lot of other um, elements in it because, you know, because it was funny because Thor was good. And then Thor the Dark World, I thought was a big letdown. And they kind of I don't know a single person that likes that. Exactly. And then they made Thor Ragnarok and they really brought it back. And they kind of like established Thor as one of the best heroes in the sense of his movies being funny. They're like, you know, oh, you guys didn't like Thor the Dark World? Fine. We'll do Thor Ragnarok then. And then they punch <laughs> us in the face of that and we're like, yes, give us more. Cause that was that's an that's a hilarious movie from beginning to end. You're right. It is. It is so funny, and I think it is definitely up there as one of the top two movies. This it, it being compared to Guardians One, I think. Right. Just because Guardians One was so different, yeah. you know. But I so, like Guardians Two better than Guardians One. Well, but as far as like the you know like the humor aspect of it and mm-hmm. things like that, but um, 
there's just there's so many good characters in Ragnarok. Yeah, there you are. You know, I love Korg. Oh my yes. gosh, oh my I just so love him. Okay. Um, you know, we we quote this movie a lot in this house. What What's are you laughing at? I'm laughing at Korg. It's just, funny, right? Remember funny at the end when uh, like his little buddy dies? Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, oh, he's alive. Oh, he's alive. <laughs> he's like, oh, man. Korg is so funny. I like I like that he's going to be in the new movie. That's awesome. He's got a big part in the new um, movie, too. He does? Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum in it, in it as Grandmaster is hilarious. Yeah. Like, the- that is, the beginning of that movie is so good. How it not the beginning where they he, he gets transported, but as soon as he gets transported, that movie like kicks into high gear as being yeah. one of the best movies. Uh, it's oh my god, and the beginning is really funny too. Remember, he's sitting there with the chain and he's kind of going like he has Ragnarok and he's just spinning, you know? Yeah, he's like, that oh. part that part is good, but I'm saying the the story part when it's with his sister and that's all like that's interesting, but it's not mm-hmm. amazing. And then when he gets transported, that's when the movie really kicks into high gear, and I think it's it's definitely amazing. The, yeah, it's and the music. Just, let's talk about the music. Music is yes. great. That, and you know, they probably took it from Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, hey, let's give this a really badass soundtrack. Yeah. And then that's been like the recurrent theme with yes. these movies is their soundtracks are just uh, amazing. And Love and Thunder is no different. Oh my god, I totally forgot about the scene when oh, Thor gets off there. Ghost? No, <laughs> piss off goes funny. No, the that's scene fun. when Thor gets Loki. there and Loki is watching. Thor, the movie, but he has actors and he has Luke Hemsworth uh, playing Thor. Matt Damon? And Matt Damon. Yes. Yes. The piss off ghost is I I cry <laughs> laughing at that so hard. <laughs> oh man, you're right, Joe. That makes me just want to watch this movie. And I don't like watching movies over and over, but this movie I could watch over and over it's funny. and over. Yeah. It's so good. Hey, this is AJ for the D Plus Club, where we cover all things Disney Plus. Each week, I'll bring you the latest news and rumors, as well as what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week, we have a weekly movie club, where between June 13th and 19th, we'll be returning to our MCU series for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord. And I'll feature some of your comments in this week's podcast. You can find the D Plus Club on all major podcasting platforms, including the Sorcerer Radio website at srsounds.com forward slash the D Plus Club with new episodes every Sunday. See you there. Hey guys, want to hear something cool? Do you want to be part of the Goof Troop? Our Goof Troop is the best and a way to help support the show. You get access to our wonderful giveaways, Discord, which is fantastic, and you can join for only $2 a month. In our Discord chat, you can interact with the hosts and some of our great members. There are Disney-themed games in our chat, streams from the park, we have a special Spotify playlist, and overall just have a lot of fun. You also get access to our live shows, which can sometimes be a little crazy. Once again, help support the show for as low as $2 a month and join the Goof Troop. Just go to dizhiz.com and on the top, there is a link. Niels wants to know. Hello guys, here's your question for this month. If you have to merge two Walt Disney World parks into one, which two would you merge? For instance, I've got the Magic Kingdom or Hollywood Studios in Magic Kingdom. And if you feel really creative, how should we name that new park? Let's hear your thoughts. Oh boy, that's a, <coughs> that's an interesting question. Here's my question. Can I merge two parks from two different areas? Ooh, why not? I, I mean... I don't know if that, I don't know. I don't, I don't know his prior. I mean, if I was making the question, I would say no, because you can't really make him connect, but you're also merging parks. So why not? Go ahead. Hmm. Okay. So I would probably merge Disneyland, California, Disneyland, Paris. No, I would merge Hollywood studios and California adventure. Oh, okay. 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 What's the reasoning behind that? Um, I just feel like they, if if you were going to try to get something to be as seamless as possible, as far as like, you know, rides, entertainment, and venues, that would be it. Okay. How about you, Alex? Oh, I like how you. Would, would you give it. it a new name, Jen? Would I give it a what? A, a name? Like what, what would be the new oh, name? Oh, now you put me on the spot. That I don't know about. What's it called? It's California Adventure and Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. California Adventure Studios. 
Oh, there we go. How about Adventure Studios? Adventure Studios is good too. Yeah, because would you put it over there? Or would you bring it back here? I mean, selfishly, I'd want to bring it back here, but it makes more sense to be over there. I like Adventure Studios. That's pretty cool. It's a good name. I think we got something here. Yeah, let's just uh, you know, let's just like pay trillions of dollars to get this done. Um, what would I do? I think, I think I'd be pretty boring. I, I think I would merge um, Hollywood Studios with Magic Kingdom. Um, they're the two parks I like to go to the most here. And if they were together, it'd be a lot easier to go between them. They don't have a really good connection right now when it comes to like getting between Magic Kingdom and and Hollywood Studios. It's not like getting from Epcot to Hollywood Studios, right? They have a really quick, easy way to get between two mm-hmm. of them, correct? Yeah. But Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios doesn't. So I like those parks connected because those are two parks I usually go to. So if they were connected, it'd make my life a lot easier because if I go to Animal Kingdom, I'm usually going there for the whole day. But again, if I if I put Animal Kingdom with another park, all I do with Animal Kingdom is go to Everest. So which one are you going to do? No, I'll do Hollywood Studios Magic Kingdom. That, that would be my final answer. Well, what would be your name in the, stu- the name of the park? Um, I think I'd just call it Magic Kingdom. Okay. Good. Keep it that way because I'm... Was like that was my original answer. Was I was gonna do Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios, and I'm gonna stick with it, right? Even though you said it, I was that's what I was gonna do, and I was gonna call it Magic Studios. Magic Studios. Yeah, and you can't take that name, okay? Magic Studios. (laughs) I think that um, this would be a good fit because I mean, you can put. I think it would look a lot like Magic Kingdom, but all you do is just add Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, right? Mm -hmm. A two, and then you add Toy Story Land. Right, and then I think we'll be fine. So like this, imagine Magic Kingdom, and just add those two worlds, and then maybe just put like you know, I guess how it is right now, the Sunset Boulevard will be like maybe um, Sunset Boulevard could, the two. could could uh, be next to Main Street, like they're right near each other. No, I don't like that. Oh, sorry. I think maybe in the back. Sorry, you're getting yeah. awfully busy here, guys. Yeah, he's trying to tell me what to do. This is mine. I don't want to <laughs> right next to each first other. First off, it's ours because I I said the idea first. <laughs> Sure. (laughs) What do we think Neil said? Uh, I think he's going to say Disneyland Paris and Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Or maybe he's going to say all the Disneylands. All the Disneylands together. Can you imagine that? All of them. I would merge Epcot and Animal Kingdom, I think. Animal Kingdom has parklands like Asia and Africa that could, uh, well, complement the World Showcase concept of Epcot. And Discovery Island could be merged with the land and the seas, for instance. Maybe Dinoland USA as part of the history of Epcot next to the future world. Um, well, I think that could work and for a name. I'm not sure about a new name, but in this case, I think Epcot should still be the name of the park. I would like to end this. Niels wants to know with some latest rumors I've heard. John Lasseter seems to come back to Disney and he might join Lucasfilm for the new Star Wars series about R2 Me Too. Bye bye. Oh, Lord. Oh, Neil. R2 that was, for real. That that was oh, yeah. wah, wah. At, first, at first, I was like, is it a joke? <laughs> and then halfway through, I was like, wait, is he actually breaking news? And then at the end, I was like, oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a joke. R2 Me Too. Um, I think that is actually a really good answer. Yeah, I think so too, right? Because mm-hmm. they already have like the countries and stuff, but the animals there. Yeah, yeah. Bringing the animals into Epcot would it it make it'd be interesting because it make uh, the two parks to go to least together. So does that mean I go to it more? I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top.
check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Alex, what did you do in the world of Disney? Oh, man. It's been so long since we recorded, so I've done so much. Uh, so much, I can't even think about what I've done with Disney. Um, so I'm going to pass it off to someone else. Okay. Well, Jen and I, we we did a couple of things. We actually went to Epcot. We met up with Nick from Sam Piperfications. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we had a good time. He's actually on the Disney Wish right now and actually oh, yeah. took a picture with Jody Benson. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. You saw that, Jen? It's pretty cool, I right? Did. You know, Ariel. Um so uh so he's having fun on the wish uh we had a great time at epcot and hollywood studios i'll let jen talk more about it but i did ride the skyliner and i mean i did it i mean you did it it wasn't too bad yeah was there... i feel like next time i go on it uh-huh. i feel like it's gonna be even better oh so, so it's like roller coasters yes you got i don't know if i loved up. it but you know you joe would love a uh a ski lift oh god <laughs> <laughs> don't even strap you in right no Oh my god! So Jen, you want you want to talk a little bit about yeah. Epcot? Yeah. Okay. Cities? So um, we did. We went to Epcot, um, Road Guardians again, and uh, it is definitely, you know, rode it with our friend Sean. Um, he got to ride it twice. I only rode it once, and Sean also confirmed our thought process, which is two is the limit for riding that. Like, it just, it is it. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to focus on. It totally depends on your song. Um, you know, I'm not really one to get sick on things. And so I was, you know, kind of surprised that I wasn't feeling good when we ended up writing it during the previews back to back. But definitely felt like it was, um, I could have maybe done it a second time, but I think I would have been knocked out a little bit doing it. You know, just- I, I, f- I feel like with that ride, if it didn't, if, it's like a, it's like teacups, I feel like almost in a way where you're on like this thing that swivels, right? I feel like I could do so much better with this ride if it didn't swivel, but it swivels part of the, the experience. But yes. Well, and the thing is, one of the things I did notice was a lot better. And Sean pointed it out too, because he wrote it pretty much back to back, maybe like a half an hour gap in between was we asked for the front car. There wasn't really a wait. There was only one couple in front of us. And that helped a lot because just that wind hitting your face as you were going, um, it definitely helped to make it a little better. So um, if you're one of those people that's on the fence with the sickness, I would definitely make the effort to wait for that front car. How can you write it so much back to back? so often like how is that even possible i don't understand it's new wait in line should be hours long well it's it's only on virtual queue right now so and the reason why is because um they had bought individual lightning lane and then i had my ticket and then joe decided not to go and so right it i mean i went i didn't go on it right so um So Sean used Sean used Joe's ticket to write it again because you know we're here a lot we we have the opportunity to write it a lot more and so Sean is a huge Marvel fan so we Mm -hmm. wanted to let him have that experience a couple of times and 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 I'll write it again I'll write it again I didn't want to write it that that day and really cool is that they had tickets uh, Lightning Lane tickets for Rise of the Resistance and I got to go on that with them because they had a ticket for their daughter but their daughter was younger and they were like, Oh, it's no big deal. So I got to ride rise of resistance, which, which I love that ride. Yeah. It's a good, that's a good trade off. Yeah, I have so and- many rides to ride when I go back to Disney. It's crazy. You, yes. you, did you get to go on rise or no? You nope. got to go on rise. Nope. No, never been on rise. Oh, never been on runaway, runaway railroad. So now I have the, oh, runaway railroad two to go on. I have Thor to go on. Soon. Um, soon. We also, um, sorry, I cut you off. I was going to say, we're going to say Olga's. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say something that Joe and I had never done before was go to Ogus Cantina, which is is funny because it's there. Why have we never gone? Um, but we did. They had reservations. And um, so and the reason why we've never gone is because the place is always packed and it's hard to get in. I mean, we went there and the drink that we wanted was sold out. Where is that? Yeah, it's, it's in, in Galaxy's Edge. 
Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. I, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. So, so there's, there's like a drink that's like a fuzzy wonton. Fuzzy tauntaun. Fuzzy tauntaun. And it... <laughs> wonton? <laughs> fuzzy tauntaun. And it like numbs your lips, right? Like you drink it. And uh, like, I guess there's some, I don't know, something that numbs your lips a little bit. And it's like, it uh, looks like, like uh, bubbles and stuff like that. Uh, but we, so we wanted to get this drink. We, it was, they like, they, they're sold out. But it was fun. It was a really cool place. But man, they missed out on such a big. Let's make it a little bit bigger. Like, why are they gonna make it so small? Because it's slammed and it's hard to get in. And it's like forty-five minutes, two drinks, you're out. Like, why don't you just calm down a little bit? Yeah. yeah. And and that doesn't. So you know, when you're, it's a hot summer day. You know, you were probably dehydrated, things like that. And then you go in there, and they're basically telling you you got to slam two drinks in forty-five minutes, and then you got to get out. Yeah. Um, I also got a Ronto wrap, uh, thanks to classic Ryan and Jat saying that's like one of his favorite things. And then, um, Jen's husband was saying how great it was too. So I got a Ronto wrap and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And what is it? Pretty much. It's like, a um, it's like a gyro- sausage almost and like a, it's hard to describe it. Isn't it? It's like a sausage. It's a gyro, right? Is that how you yeah. say gyro, gyro, it's gyro, right? Gyro. Euro, a euro, right? No, so it's in a euro, whatever. It's in one of those things, and it has like you know, um, a coleslaw, mm-hmm. a sausage, and euro meat. It's, it's kind of like uh, isn't the, that just roast beef? No, it's lamb. I mean, a classic oh, okay. euro is lamb. Gyro is lamb, but yeah, um, yes. So he liked yeah. that a lot, and that was good. It was good. It was good. Yeah. So it was, it was a good. good day. Day. He got it was his... definitely a good day, except for Jen wasn't feeling good at the end. She ruined the rest of my oh. night. No, it's because we did I'm not eat kid. all day, and That's then we true. slammed two drinks. We're dehydrated, and we slammed two drinks in the cantina. It was really hot. It was so hot. Really? It was yeah. hot in the middle of summer in yeah. Florida? No way. I can't no. believe. Ooh, <laughs> so, chachos. I should have got that. We didn't even go over to Toy Story Land. You realize that? Like, we yeah. just... <laughs> That's crazy. But... It was, um, but it was a good day. And Joe um, did take a big leap and he rode the Skyliner and he did I've okay. Run, I've been on it before. Yeah, I know. But that was a long ride from one park to the other, especially when you have a four-year-old that's kind of chastising you and making fun of you yeah. while you're riding it. It's funny how so. kids like to do that. And they came and ride, like, I mean, I mean, I've been on, I like Slinky Dog. She doesn't like Slinky Dog. <laughs> Is that what they said? She doesn't like Slinky Dog? Yeah. Oh, that's she right. She likes shopping. So that makes me happy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so ryan listen amazing race the height challenges i don't like it but guess what i did it man okay and i would 100 100 do, do it on that amazing it. race yeah you would do it for the amazing race right i would i would have to because you wouldn't do it and i'm saying i'm saying like close my eyes like i have to bungee jump i'm just gonna pretend i'm on small world all the way down on a boat i would not i would not do it you're right <laughs> um yeah so that was our day there what else did you do joe nothing nothing else much i don't think hey you know what i would just do alex is that i can just be like okay so like we're gonna do bungee jumping i would just get you to take a nap and just yeah. throw you off there you go we don't even know that work. right we can do the whole thing you can do like, the whole bungee, like a whole bungee jump come back up wake up boom he's like someone has to do bungee jumping and joe just starts putting me to sleep in a sleeper hold no, it's part of our plan it's part of our plan <laughs> he said it was okay Go to sleep. Yeah. Did I do anything else, Jen? I don't think so. The only other mm. thing I did was um, the Lord Thunder. Yeah. Yeah. And what'd you think? Oh, I thought it was really good. It yeah. was very, very good. Two post credit scenes. Uh, one made me so very happy without, you know, no spoilers, but very, very, very happy. Um, and anybody who likes a particular, um, tv show will be happy as well so um but the movie itself was really good uh definitely was kind of surprised about um the turn that the it went in a different direction than i thought it was going to but it's not a bad thing um there was it was kind of like the perfect combination of, you know, funny, a little bit of sad, a little bit of heartwarming. Uh, I definitely would see it again, you know, if somebody else wanted to, you know, like Joe, if you wanted to go and I was free, I would, I would absolutely go see it again. Uh, great soundtrack for the eighties babies. It's like, um, they had a like agreement with 
Guns N' Roses. But of course, my favorite, all-time favorite Guns N' Roses song was in it. And I'm such a nerd in the theater because, you know, music is such a big deal to me. And when they started playing um, November Rain, like, I couldn't help myself. I was like, oh, my God, yes! So, um, yeah, but (laughs) not quite the... Uh, premiere night crowd like that vibe like you know where everybody kind of gasps yeah. in unison it really wasn't white like that of course not man it's not like an avengers movie but um you know it was it was still good and you know like i said definitely we go see it again wow that's awesome Just remember there's two post-credit scenes now in the list of marvel movies where would you place this would you place it right behind thor ragnarok uh, yeah, I could put it behind Thor Ragnarok, yeah. you know, top 10, you know, cause I'd have to go back and I'd have to think and I'd have to shuffle them around. So top, I, I'd feel comfortable saying top 10, not top five. No, I would say top 10. Oh, good to know. Good to know. But I would totally go see it again. That's awesome. You should go see it again right now. Well, oh, cause so Ryan asked in chat, how is Christian Bale? Christian Bale was phenomenal you know it's just he is a chameleon he they, you know there He's are crazy. some actors that they just you just don't feel like they have a lot of range yeah uh, christian bale is one that i do i just feel like he has such a big range and it's definitely showcased in you know this movie he did a, a great job um no complaints about you know, his performance at all. Um, Some of your favorite things, again, you know, no spoilers, you know, without context, whatever you want to say. Um, Some of your favorite things from Ragnarok make a return, you know, so that's kind of cool and funny, you know, lots of laughing out loud in the theater kind of thing. So, um, yeah, I would highly recommend it, especially if you're, you know, the casual Marvel fan or somebody who's jumping in into the middle of this or hasn't seen Ragnarok, you know, doesn't quite know the the story of what's going on. You know, maybe they would kind of be scratching their head. But if you are, you know, if you follow any of this, if you are a fan of Ragnarok, I definitely would recommend checking it out. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's it for me. So that's the his on Mark Davis. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Jen. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.